Hey guys, we'd like to remind you that the What's Up World podcast is sponsored by Paul and LaData Hunter, owners and operators of Whistle Stop Express and Livingstone Outreach Incorporated. Whistle Stop is located in Sand Gap, Kentucky. They sell gas, diesel, propane exchange tanks, and they carry a wide variety of automotive products. Pride dog food, several different types of livestock feed, including chicken, horse, goat, cattle, shelled and cracked corn, and more. Pick up your postage stamps while you're there, too. Their breakfast menu is served fresh every morning starting at 5 a.m., Monday through Friday, and 7 a.m. on the weekends. They close at 9 nightly. They offer the best quality deli meat sliced fresh to order. The phone number is 606-965-7613. Adjacent to Whistle Stop is Livingstone Outreach, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that focuses on meeting the needs of the community by providing clothing, food, hygiene products, etc. They are continually working to help others through youth programs and community projects. If you want to donate, call them at 859-582-3445 or stop by on your way through. This is Danny. Uh, we are back again in the studio uh, for Appalachian Table Tales, and today we have got Miss Lynetta Hunter. She's in here with us today. Thank you, Lynetta, for coming. And uh, she's going to tell us all about Livingstone Outreach, right? Right. Thank now, you, Danny. This is something that is a, a huge deal in, uh, in Jackson County, and uh, we want to uh, tell everybody about that in every way we can, so I'll just let you take it away. Okay. Well, I'll just start from the beginning. So our outreach was actually born in um, 2009, and I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute, but it didn't have a name until 2011. Oh, really? <laughs> really. I didn't know that. Yeah. So in 2009, um, <clears throat> me and my husband were going to a church, and we had always been uh, a big into our church, I mean, mm -hmm. dedicated, faithful uh, worked in our church but this particular time um god was leading us to do uh what would be our first outreach ministry mm -hmm. we were <clears throat> we kind of dreaded telling each other because we didn't know how how to tell each other yeah. what god was leading us both to do yeah but we were sitting at dairy queen one morning it was this around this time of years right before thanksgiving and uh, one of us brought it up and said no God's kind of leading me to uh, maybe have a community Thanksgiving dinner mm -hmm. free. Yeah. Because we were right downtown McKee. There were a lot of people there. Yep. And then the other one said, um, you know, God's been dealing with me on that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we started discussing it, how that uh, just, you know, let's just have a free meal, free mm -hmm. community dinner for the community. Yeah. So we went to her pastor and asked him, and he was all for it. But then we had to, me and Paul, my husband, both come from a, a close family. Mm -hmm. we, we've always grew up with close family. So our obstacle was how are we going to tell our mothers? Because yeah. <laughs> because we wanted to do it Thanksgiving Day. Oh, okay. That was what, that was what, because it wasn't just the food that we wanted to serve. We just saw a lot of lonely people. Around. Yeah, yeah. And we realized that. Some of them didn't have family. Uh, some of them maybe didn't have the means of cooking or whatever it might be. But mm -hmm. we really wanted to focus on the the loneliness of that day, of Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. So we, uh, I mean, that was the hardest part was telling the mothers. Yeah. Our mothers yeah. that because they were dependent on us being there Thanksgiving Day. Oh, yeah. That's a big deal for every family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we did. We told our mothers, "Look, this is what God's leading us to do. We just feel like we just feel like we need to do that. Do this this year." Mm -hmm. So you know, they seemed okay with it. Thanksgiving Day came. We had the meal served. We was there. 
And guess, guess who was there with us? Who's that? Our mothers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so our family, our children, you know, everybody that would have been at Thanksgiving meal at their house was there at church with us. Yeah. Serving the community. On That's Thanksgiving. awesome. Oh, yes, it was. It was so amazing. That's great. So from there, <clears throat> Thanksgiving went so good that we decided to do Christmas on Christmas Day, oh. Christmas meal. So we served a free uh, Christmas meal. That went good, too. And then we started realizing um, the need, mm-hmm. you know, just the need for food that we hadn't realized before, yeah. the, the need to serve food. Um, somewhere down, maybe not right then at that point, but somewhere down a couple months later, we started serving a free meal every month to the yep. community. Yep. That went really well. Uh, <clears throat> you know, when you when you're in outreach, there's two kinds of people. <laughs> there's the needy and then there's the greedy. Uh-huh. You yeah. can't get away from it. <laughs> yeah. You just can't get away from it. That's, That's right. just what outreach is. And so it, most people have a hard time with that, Danny. Yeah. They really do. They can't mm-hmm. get past the greedy part of it. Right. And it, it was kind of hard for us at first, too. And I was praying one day, and it's like, God, okay, do we stop it? Do we, how do we, you know, how do you even do that? How do you tell somebody? Yeah, I can't even I imagine. I can't serve you. You know, you can't do that. Yeah. And, and so I was just praying, and here's what God told me. He said, I have enough for the needy and the greedy. Oh, you wow. serve the greedy. Just, you know, let them come get what they want. I have enough for them, too. Yeah. Let them come get what they want, and then you can focus on the needy. What about that? Yeah. So we did. Hmm. Uh, that went on for a couple years. And then in <clears throat> 2011, we ended up getting the building there, uh, renting the building in McKee. And that's when we named it Livingstone Ministries. Yeah. Um, we had it from 2011 to 2016, somewhere in there. Yeah. But anyway, in 2016, we became incorporated as a non-profit, non-profit 501c3 organization. Yeah. That was in 2016, and by then, um, we done done we had done did a lot of outreach. Uh, clothes, you know, we saw the need for kids needing school clothes, so we mm-hmm. took care of that. The elderly, you know, some of my favorite memories of then is when, say, an elderly person might call <clears throat> us and say, uh, I need clothes. Yeah. Or, or we could use some food mm-hmm. or whatever. That's my favorite memories because we would deliver it to them. Yeah. And you just become attached to oh, absolutely. to people like that, especially the elderly. Yeah. Uh, we, we worked uh, some with McKee Manor there. The kids, we would always let the kids make Mother's Day cards, Father's Day cards, Christmas, whatever. And we tried to get the kids, always tried to get the kids involved with doing outreach. Sue Isaac's amazing there at McKee Manor. She has always been so good to us. Mm-hmm. Always let us do anything we wanted to do there. That's good. So good. But it was fun to take the kids over and let the kids hand out Mother's Day oh, yeah. or Father's Day or whatever it might be. Yeah. Then we started recognizing people's birthdays that, you know, believe it or not, there's people out there who don't get a birthday cake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's something I never thought of before this time. Yeah, you don't never think thought of it. Yeah. Never thought of it. So we started... Uh, Getting the word out that if you know somebody who's going to have a birthday that might not get a cake, might not get a gift, let us yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And we would take, deliver them a cake and a gift. Yeah. I mean, it's no big deal. Yeah. Tw- 30 minutes have your day. Yeah. You know? But what a huge deal it is for them to get that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. In 2010... God let me start doing jail ministry with the females at Jackson County Detention Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fell in love with it from the very first visit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some things, you know how some things just kind of fall into place mm-hmm. and some things you don't think you, you would like, but it ends up being fulfilling. Oh, well, yeah. That was one of those things for me. I would imagine that would be probably one of the most fulfilling things that you can do. I know I worked uh, with uh, kids 
for a while at the Barnabas home. I worked over there not very long. I was in between coming from the state corrections to federal corrections. I had a little lapse in time there between uh, the transfer between state and federal, so I worked over there in, in between those two jobs, working with juveniles, troubled kids, and stuff like that. And uh, that was probably one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Because I went at it as thinking of catch them young, keep them out of what's, what could come next. Yeah. So that was a really rewarding job. And anytime you can do something that makes yourself feel good while doing something good for the community, there you can do no wrong in that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there, there's so much talent, you know, in the inmates. There's, oh, yeah. There's so much, there's so much potential, so much talent, mm-hmm. so much things that don't show. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody sees the mistakes they made and the... Yeah the trouble they're in or, you know, reason they're in jail of all that, but they don't see the real person yeah. that they are. Yeah, that's true. And I've been able to do that for 13 years. You've been doing it that long. <laughs> wow, have. that's great. And I love it. I love them girls. I mean, they know I love them. Yeah. But the calling into jail ministry just opened up more outreach programs. Bill Dunn was there at the time. Mm-hmm. And yep. him and Ludina. And we decided that... um we would do a Christmas program with the inmates' children. And how that worked is that Livingstone Outreach would bring a bag of wrapped gifts to each child yeah. of the inmates. And Santa would be there, the whole works. And then um, the child would open their presents in front of their parent, yeah. who was the inmate. Mm-hmm. We kind of was just behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, but what it done is it gives some quality time, yeah. <clears throat> Christmas quality time yeah. for uh, the children and their parents who mm-hmm. were inmates. Yeah, that's great. Really fun. We're still doing that, too. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I would think that that would give inmates uh, incarcerated in any jail even more of, of an incentive to stay out of jail. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm this is what I am missing had it not been for the Livingstone outreach luckily they're bringing a piece of it here but I need to go home and stay home yeah yeah. and I hope it did I hope it did help them I'd say and it, it also helped with the caregivers mm-hmm. you know it was a little burden off of them oh yeah because they had Christmas gifts that the caregivers didn't have to come up with yeah so it helped yeah. them too uh, Brian and Ashley Gabbard are amazing too. Yeah, they are. He, he is an amazing jailer. <clears throat> so they still help us with that too. Um, <clears throat> since 2010, though, Camp Hero has helped us. They have partnered with us. Um, no, I, I don't think it's been that long. The last couple of years, Camp Hero's helped us yeah. with the with being there because uh, Rocco's he's amazing too Mm -hmm. he wants to reach the children and so that's why that's how he does it that's great yeah Uh, through the years Livingstone Outreach has did projects where we put together hygiene and household baskets to give to the caregiver of the inmates children yep you know I couldn't imagine raising my grandkids just couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine the expense yeah yeah, I couldn't imagine the everything else that comes with it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot that comes with it other than just, I mean, just everything. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is, and we have six grandchildren, and I know, you know, I mean, we keep them, but mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine raising them. Yeah, we would. I mean, we would if we had to. Why, yeah. And I. Man, the grandparents out there who are raising their grandkids, mm-hmm. y'all are heroes. <laughs> yeah, they are because in in rural Kentucky, uh, more often than not, I'd say most grandparents are are may or may or may not be living on some type of fixed income and stuff like that. And when you've raised your own kids and then your grandkids and stuff. It's a lot to put on anybody, on anybody, is. even if you're not living on a fixed <laughs> yes. income. If you've got any kind of income, mm-hmm. uh, raising grandkids, uh, man, that's whew, yeah, that's a lot. Actually I've got hard. twin boys, and I'm 43, and it's a lot for me. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> it would have to be hard. But yeah. these people are, man, like I said, they're heroes. Yeah, they are. Um, in 2011, this is kind of on a personal note, but <clears throat> um, I had a book published. Mm-hmm. It was a series of inspirational biblical stories. Um, 2016, I had another book published. I was just kind of a Yeah, see, I f- only note. found out about this just recently, that you was a published writer. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, but that's no big deal. That's a pretty big deal. <laughs> no, I just enjoy doing it. Where can I get a hold of those? I'll, I'll bring you some. Okay. Well, I'd like to read them. Okay. So in 2015, Whistle Stop came available in San Gap, the gas station. Yep. Paul was working. My husband was working. Uh, he's a sub, but he still was working full-time at the post office. Mm-hmm. I was self-employed. We had our grandkids. <laughs> we yeah. had the ministry. We had all this going on. And and God kept leading, it, leading us to look into it, yeah. look into buying it. And, you know, we were like, um, we argued with God. Yeah. You know, we God, we can't. How, how can we work that in? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a big responsibility that we just can't see room for. Mm-hmm. But it never works arguing with God. Never. He always wins. Yeah, he always does. <laughs> he always wins. <laughs> so he won. Um, so us and Citizens Bank bought Whistle Stop gas station. Yep. <laughs> um, Amazing place, by the way. Thank you. It really is. Uh, if you know anything about Citizens Bank, I just wanted to bring this up. Ken, Shackleford, mm-hmm. Donna. Yep. Hey, if you have any banking needs, you go see them. They're, yes. They are good people. I can attest to that. I've talked to uh, Ken uh, multiple times, uh, just needing some t- advice on something. And whether he's at work or at home, hey, give me a call. Yep. And uh, it doesn't matter where he's at or what he's doing. Uh you can call Ken, anybody down there. I've dealt with Citizens Bank before, been in and out of there, you know, for de- several different reasons. Everybody down there is good people. Yes, They'll they help are. you any way they can. Yes, and what I, what I like about Ken is that you won't leave until he's your friend. Oh, yeah. He Banking is second yeah. to him. Yeah. Being your friend is first. It, absolutely. That yeah. is very true. I'm glad you said yeah. that. Ken uh, will be your friend no matter if – Whatever you're wanting to do works out or not. And you'll be friends with him, too. Yes. yes. So, uh, all of them. All, all of them, them, really. Yes. Yeah. And, it, and you don't find that in every bank, you know? No, you don't. You don't. I've uh, not found it in, Mm-mm. well, just that one, to be honest with you. Right. Well, that's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're really good people. Really are. So we knew nothing about San Gap. We knew very few people there. Um, we <clears> drove through it every day but that's mm-hmm. it yeah yeah <laughs> we uh it wasn't our community it wasn't you know it wasn't our people so when we bought the store we were we just one day found ourselves owning a gas station <laughs> there we were in the middle of San Gap that Amazing we knew nothing happens. about yeah. <laughs> yeah uh it was kind of funny like our office would sit, was in the back and we we had cameras up in the back and so when people would come to the window, um, our employees, they would say, what are they like? <laughs> yeah. What are they like? Yeah. Are they nice? Are yeah, they, yeah. You know, because you could hear them talk about us. They yeah. didn't know we were in the back. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Well, I'm sure everybody, including pretty much everybody in the county, is glad that y'all made the decision to buy it. We are, definitely. <laughs> yeah. We are. Uh, San Gap has some of the best people in the world. It really does. They really, yeah. it really does. It's, you know, and again, we we knew San Gap is driving through it. Mm-hmm. That's all we knew about it. Yeah. We didn't know all the back roads and all the back parts of San Gap yeah. and all the people. Beautiful and, country. Yes, and good people. Yeah, just good people. Uh, but when we bought it, you know, and drug abuse is everywhere. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, but. Um, there was a lot of drug abuse around drug use around the around the store and around that part. Um, yeah. Every day we would sweep up needles from the parking lot. Wow. That was just yeah. how it was. Uh, we, me and Paul, felt like that. I mean, and even though, even though that was, 
we wanted to show respect to those people. Well, yeah. And we felt like that if we respected them, they would respect us. And it did work out that way. That's good. Uh, now, you never see a needle. Never. Mm-mm. No. Uh, you know, it's just a part of loving who they are and loving mm-hmm. those people. They're so good to us. Yeah. I mean, they've been really, really good to us. Everybody in San Gap has. Well, you, when you when you're a part of something like you and Paul is and owning Whistle Stop, and uh, having Livingstone Outreach, when you do as much good as you all do, people feel bad for doing you bad. <laughs> you yeah. know, they really do. I'm like, we can't do that to these people. They do so much for us and the community. That's what it is. You know, people don't want they, they want to keep you. You yeah. know, doing these things. Well, and they. They're so supportive of us too. Oh, absolutely! You know, they're they're just supportive, and we wouldn't be there without them. Yeah, we would yeah. not be there without them. Um, we from the beginning when we bought the store, we always prayed over the property. We wanted, we always have wanted it to be a safe place. Yeah, we always wanted God's presence to dwell there. You know, we've always prayed when somebody drives into the parking lot, we want them to feel God's presence. Mm-hmm. That's just the, the that's just the way it is. Yeah, uh, it's not uncommon to pray for someone there. You know, if you look, if you if you're listening to me today and you pull up and I say uh, I need you to come with me, that means I'm going to take you around back to pray for you. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, nothing wrong with that. And but also people come to pray for us. Well, yeah, yeah. I, everybody needs prayer. And so that's how we want it to be, and that's how it, it has been so far. Mm-hmm. You know, just the freedom for God to be there. Um, so we've been able to expand Livingstone Outreach since we've been there. Uh, this is this is some things that we've done since we've been in St. Gap that we didn't do in McKee because we didn't have the room to. Mm-hmm. We have a, a big community Easter egg hunt every year. Jackson County Bank lets us use their field across the road. It's a huge field. And then there's a personal field that we use for an adult egg hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hide thousands of eggs every year. Mm-hmm. for and, and it's just been a huge event ever since we've been there. Uh, started, out, <laughs> started out, I would do, uh, make each kid an Easter basket. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we always have somewhere around... 250, 300 kids every year, every year. Then I realized, you know what? It would be a whole lot better just to put money in these eggs. It'd be better for me (laughs) and better for the kid. The kids would like it better to get cash. So now that's what we do. Instead of putting money into the baskets, we put cash into the eggs. Yeah, that's good. Easier on both of us. Oh, yeah. We do a back-to-school event. We offer free haircuts for the kids, school supplies, clothes, you know, mm-hmm. all that consists of that. The free haircuts has been really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's that's awesome. a blessing. Uh, we always do some kind of fall festival. This year we done a trunk or treat. Mm-hmm. Went, went really well. Yep. We always do some kind of community Christmas event. Sometimes we just throw something together. Sometimes we do it outside. Yep. One year we did it at St. Gap School. Uh-huh. Just whatever. Yep. We always do some kind of spring fling. Uh, before the school started the free lunches, and during COVID, we provided summer lunches for the kids. Hmm. We deliver uh, just some just to pick up that slack. Uh, we always do some kind of summer programs. Here's some random things that we've done uh, through the years. We did a mother-daughter day, and wh- how that works is that <coughs> a mother and daughter comes in, and or mother and daughters come in, and we have a professional there to do their hair, their nails, their makeup. Wow. Always have food. Then we take pictures of them and have the pictures developed for them. Well, I didn't know that. That's cool. That, yeah, that's that, awesome. That's been some good events. Yeah. Uh, we have had Valentine's Day dances for kids. <laughs> Pine Grove ba- Baptist Church partnered with us for that. Awesome. Uh, Lori Tenter's been there to do paint classes for the community. Yep. Uh, we had a community youth group <clears throat> for a while. Um, some Christmases we have done a drive-through nativity scene. Mm-hmm. Very fun, but 
man, hard work. Oh, I imagine. <laughs> Very hard work. I imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> We've also had vacation Bible school there through the years. Not every year, but mm-hmm. uh, some. Yeah. We had a, <clears throat> this was pretty cool. One year we did a resurrection celebration and we had a walk through biblical Easter story. Oh, that'd be awesome. It was. That it would was, be really cool. You walk up to the first stage and then you go to the second and then on around. Oh. And when you, uh, the walk went around the building. And so on the back of the building, we put up a big cross mm-hmm. with a cross with two, one on each side, and told that story there. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, I like to take pictures of people just because very few people have pictures developed anymore. That is true. We have them so on our true. phone, but yep. we don't have them developed. Uh, I think everybody's guilty to, of that uh, to some extent. Yeah. I know I am. Me too. Yeah. yeah. So I like, especially elderly people or babies, mm-hmm. I just like to have them developed so they'll have them. Yeah. Uh, through the years, we've had random baby showers, household showers for people who might otherwise have not had one. Wow. I had no idea you was this. <laughs> I, I mean, I've known about a bunch of stuff you do, but this, I didn't know half of this. Yeah. I like <laughs> to keep something going at all times. Yeah. And not just me, but like I was thinking on the way up here, like Ashley Lynn, she's always wanting to come up. She's always coming up with something and yeah, yeah. she knows I'll do whatever she wants to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my daughter, Chrissy, she's like a, behind the scene instigator she's always coming up with something and yeah. then we always end up doing it uh-huh. anybody and anybody knows me knows that i'm i'm up for it yeah what do you want to do we'll throw it together why yeah and it will be what it'll be yeah some of the sponsored projects we've done we've done events for jackson valley rocky hill senior citizen center we love going there yeah horizon mckee manor uh, kceoc head start we usually take Santa to these places, mm-hmm. sometimes the Easter Bunny, sometimes the Fall Project. You know, it's different things through the years. Yeah. Uh, an example is Easter of this year. The kids in the community of Sand Gap got together and they filled the Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. And we took them to Horizon Adult Daycare. The kids hid the eggs outside. And then the clients got to come out and... Uh, Wow. Get the eggs. That's great. Find the eggs. Yeah. yeah. And then they each got a basket. But that's, I love getting kids involved, Danny. Well, I mean, it's anytime all about our kids. Can, it is. And, and any time I can get a few kids together, yep. we're going to do something. Well, yeah, you to, cannot go wrong with mm-mm. with doing, doing things with the kids. Nope. You can't. Absolutely cannot. And they love it. Well, yeah. They love doing stuff for other well, people. Well, yeah. We're very... <laughs> As bad as it is, I mean, we're very kind of limited in Jackson County to what is offered to the children. Yeah. So anytime you've got an organization such as you do that does so many things that incorporates the children and includes the children, that's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, and they'll really always is. remember it. I think always. they'll always remember it. Yeah, always. So we had some baskets left over from the Horizon Adult Daycare and. Um, <laughs> We took the kids through town, through McKee. They gave the baskets to random strangers. Well, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Because, you know, you walk up to somebody at Save Lot and give them an Easter basket or whatever it might be. It's a good surprise for them. Oh, absolutely. And, it, and it's, fun, it's so much fun yeah. just to see. And, and we always trust God to lead us mm-hmm. into who to give them to and where to go and all that. Yeah. Uh, this year, we did do Christmas in July for the inmates' children at Jackson County Detention Center. Me and Brian had talked about it for years and never could get it together. Yeah. But this year, we did. That's we good. put up a tree, did it all Christmas, Yeah. did everything Christmas like you would do for <clears throat> Christmas. And then, um, again, the inmates' children come in and got gifts mm-hmm. and got to open it in front of their parents. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we usually gather... Not every year, but we do this sometimes. We'll gather coats, blankets, food, hygiene items. Mm-hmm. We'll go to Lexington and hand them out to the homeless. I think this is something Ashley Lynn came up with yeah. a couple of years ago. Oh. Um, we love to walk the streets yeah. and hand them out. 
I know it's not very safe, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, you got God protecting you, I'm sure. Yeah. You're doing such a good thing. That's yeah, good. We, I mean, it's good. It's so amazing, like, to see somebody, like this one girl. She was sitting there by herself. You could tell she was homeless. Mm-hmm. We pull up, walk over, give her whatever we got, you know. But the most amazing thing is, like, we have this for you, but can I say a prayer for you before we leave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's who we focus yeah. um, that on when we do go. This year we've had two two different summer programs. One of them was called Monday Fun Day, just mm-hmm. on Monday. Yep. Uh, then we had a recre- recreational program. And what we did there is we got uh, people from Jackson County Creative Community to come do their craft or their talent or whatever with the kids. Oh, yeah. Very much fun. Oh, uh, yeah. They made homemade ice cream. They made, they cooked, they made cookies. Uh, Devonna Heisel came and brought her sewing machine, and the kids made their own pillow. Wow. Yes. That's cool. Very, very, it was very good programs. For Mother's Day this year, the community kids put together uh, Mother's Day gift bags, and we delivered them to the nursing home in Anvil. Mm-hmm. And they also did, made homemade cards, and we mailed them out to any mother who sent us their address. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was fun, too. Yeah. So, uh, I guess it's been about a year ago. I don't know exactly how long it's been, but it's been a while. Dry Fork Holiness Church uh, asked if they could serve a free meal every Wednesday night. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been a blessing. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I'm pretty sure it's been about a year. I don't know for sure. but Yeah. Um, so, they're still doing it. Every mm-hmm. Wednesday night at 6.30, we serve a hot meal yep to anybody who wants it yeah i see you post it every wednesday and i try to share it uh or i do share it i believe every wednesday it's consistent yeah every wednesday is. yeah it is uh, we send out um most wednesdays we send out 300 meals wow i mean sometimes it's 250 yeah but it's always between 250 or 300 yeah yeah so another a basic uh, overview of who we are and other little things. Um, of course, if we can, we'll help people with their bills. Uh, I like to help people get their to get their driver's license, mm-hmm. their permit. I yep. mean, anything you need, any if you need your bills filled out. You know, there's a real need for that too. That probably a lot of people, most people, isn't aware of. People don't know how to go about starting the process of a lot of. Things that we just take for granted. That's true. But there is a very, unfortunately, there is a lot of people that does not know how to start the process on any of that. Right. So that's very important. It is. That's important. awesome. Yeah. So if you need anything like that, you know, come see me. If I can't, I don't care what you need. Yeah. You come see me. If I can't do it for you, I will find somebody who can. Guarantee I'll it. Point you in the right direction. Guarantee that. Because there's, if you want something positive in life. Hey, we'll make it happen. Yeah. We'll yeah. make it happen. Uh, I do want to say that we are privately funded. We're not government funded. We, mm-hmm. me and my husband started out, we decided from the beginning that if at all possible, we do not want to be controlled by the government. Yep. I'm all for that. Yeah. We are, we want to be privately funded. God's always provided. There's mm-hmm. never been anything that we've needed to help other people that God has not provided. Now, I'm not going to say in the future that, you know, we might turn to the government for funding. Mm-hmm. We might. I'm yeah. not going to say we're not, but yeah. I hope we never have to. Well, yeah. Put it off as long as you can. <laughs> yes, I will. Yes, I yeah, will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, simply because, you know, if somebody comes to me and wants food, and the government, according to their rules, says yes. this person don't qualify... Yep. I'm going to give that person food. So yep. it's best I not go to jail. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, when you when you include the government, they have restrictions on everything. They do. Unfortunately. But yes. that's the way that that, that that is. And it's not fair because, uh, uh, well, for example, let's say somebody gets laid off. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they could get in a hard spot in two or three months Mm -hmm. not having a job. Absolutely. Even though their income six months ago was different, Mm -hmm. it's different now. Yeah. Um, And the the government would not allow that person to uh, benefit from probably most things. No, probably not. Because under their eyes, they're still employed. Yes. That's how that is. Right. So, so we are privately funded. When we bought Whistle Stop, there was a, a building on the property. It was in a contract contract lease. Mm-hmm. So it took us a couple years before that lease was up, meaning someone had it rented out. Okay. Okay. And yeah. it was it was in the lease. So after after that uh, business moved out. We turned that building into what is now Sand Gap Community Building. Yep, yep. Uh, we didn't have it for a couple of years when we were at Whistle Stop, but then we did. So we went in, re- we remodeled it. Uh, well, when I say we, I mean Paul. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I guess I did tell him a few things to do, but he did the work. Uh-huh. So we have a big kitchen area now. We have a dining uh, uh fellowship area mm-hmm. um, on when you look at the building on the right side there you can see that there's a room kind of by itself that was uh, 100 years ago that was a one-room schoolhouse i have seen that room it is impressive yeah it is it, very impressive it still has the original floor that's amazing the original walls mm-hmm. uh, you can still see like there's still you can see where the chimney went up through yeah the roof i mean it's amazing i mean what i mean that's uh we was you let, was gracious enough to allow us to use that building a, a few times a year to however long ago and i didn't know that was there i had no idea and you walked us around and showed us that and i was just i didn't know this was here yeah it's like finding a treasure it is you know it's like going back in time because all the like you said all the original flooring is still there it's it's really something to see it's beautiful in there it really is Uh, i had the liberty to interview uh, someone who went to school there he's passed away now but um, I, so I, I had a couple of interviews with him uh, and just the way he talked, you know, the way, like I asked him this question, I said, so when you went to school here, what did y'all do for lunch? How did you eat lunch? And he said, well, most days the teacher just brought soup beans or something and put on the wood stove. Uh, the wood stove. Yeah. Soup beans on the wood stove. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And, talk, you know, stories about how they'd play outside and yeah. things they it was just so so cool i love hearing stories like that i do too that's why i interviewed him yeah, yeah. you can learn so much yeah so now so i turned the one the school room into a library uh there's books in there there the kids love to play in there we just you can you know use it for a meeting or whatever mm-hmm. uh, we have um of course, the kitchen and the bathroom. But I want to tell about something that most people don't know about that we're doing. Okay. Okay, so on the back of the building, there is a separate a separate room, a separate area. This has been a dream for a couple years. Okay. We're finally making it happen. Well, I'm excited <laughs> to hear this. <clears throat> we built, okay, Paul built <laughs> <laughs> a bathroom. It has a bathroom with a shower we have um, a, a setup where we can put three washing machines and three dryers. Uh-huh. It's uh, like I said, it's room by itself, but it's got a big kind of big area in it too. Yeah. What it's going to be is like a, a drop-in center, if that's what you want to call it. But it's going to be free for the community to use. The washers, the dryers. Wow. Anybody needs a shower. Um. You know, to me, it, it, here's where here's where I'm coming from with it is that sometimes things happen and people's water gets turned off. Hey, yep. sometimes your pipes freeze. Yeah, and you don't have water for two or three months. Mm-hmm. So it just it happens. It does. But I want to be able to say, look, we have this here. It's free for you, free for you to use. Uh, come take a shower, wash your clothes. Bring your children, take a shower, wash their clothes, 
whatever. That is such a great thing. There's a lot of, there's quite a few homeless people around there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just yeah. want to say, look, and, and I love that it's on kind of the back side of the building mm-hmm. because nobody has to know. Yep. Nobody has to know they've been there. Boy, that is going to help so many people. I hope so. It really will. I really do. That'll make such an impact on people around here. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think people will utilize it, and I think it'll be it'll be good for people. Oh, absolutely. It'll be one of the greatest things ever come come around here. I mean, just for any reason, just like you said, because we get some pretty harsh winters around here from time to time. Yeah. Or if you can't pay your water bill or something like that, you've fallen on hard times, can't mm-hmm. pay it, or your pipes freeze and bust, or yep. for whatever reason, you know. Yep. That's such a great thing to you that you're doing. And it'll be it'll be by appointment only for right well, now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, another thing, <clears throat> I'm hesitant about saying anything about this because I don't know where it's going to go. But mm-hmm. um, so now we kind of work as a recovery community center. Anyway, we help people with things. Uh, when inmates get out of jail, they know they can come and get information. They can. You know, I'll point them in the right direction. Yeah. I may not can help them, but I'll point them in the right direction. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping by next year, uh, I mean, I don't know how long it'll take. I really don't. But this is my dream. This is what I'm hoping is that we can be a, a recovery community center where resources will be inside the building. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is that uh, yep. there'll be therapists. Yep. There'll be uh, peer support. Um, you know, like I said, we all, we already work as, um, an outreach. We already, but there's just so, so much we can do. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I'm not qualified to be a therapist. You know? right, right. <laughs> so that's where the line stops with me. Right. But I want to bring those in. I want to bring You can the bridge the gap. Yes. Yes. And I want to bring, a. you know, we don't, right now we don't have a, if you come in and say you you need a GED, I have to send you mm-hmm. somewhere else. Sorry. But I would like to have um, someone there who's where they can go to the community center and work on their GED. That's awesome. That's what I would like That's to see. That's awesome. Uh, I, I would love to get a program that provides transportation to a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, for them until they can get on, you know, get on their feet, get money coming in, get a check coming in, yeah, things like that. But just prepare them for the new life that they're going to lead. Yes, that's yeah. a, that's good. Yeah, <clears throat> you'll. I'm sure you'll do every bit of this. I know you will. Yeah, it, it might take me a while, but well, yeah, everything takes well, time, but yeah, it'll work. Got a good person backing it. Yeah, it'll work. Yeah. So new events coming up. And I, I brought flyers for this. So okay. tomorrow, well, no, <laughs> um, this probably this probably air after this, but right. But we can put this out whenever you want it to be. Well, it don't matter. So just so everybody hears about everything. Okay. All right. So Tuesday, November fourteenth, from eleven to twelve at the Jackson County Extension Office Conference Center. From 11 to 12, do you say? Yes, from 11 to 12. Um, Livingstone Outreach and some other organizations have come together. We've saw the need for grandparents raising grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Not just that, but now it seems like there's aunts, uncles, different family members who are raising children without a parent in the home. Yeah. Okay, so that's what this, um, we call, we're, we're calling it custodial care support mm-hmm. group. <clears throat> but it's a program designed to help grandparents and other family members who are raising children with no parent in the home. So it's for anybody that fits that category. Yeah, We're going to have a meeting once a month. This one, it would just be starting out. We want to know what you all need. Yeah. We want to know what do you want, what kind of speaker do you want to come in? Mm-hmm. Do you have legal issues? Do you have... Resource issues? Do you need clothes for your children? Anything. Yeah. We want everything to be brought forth so we can help meet that need. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some awesome organizations involved in it. So, you know, t- uh, the meeting on Tuesday would just be figuring out what p- 
people what those people need and what they want okay. and then from there we'll focus on who to bring in each month yeah yeah okay so, figure yeah. out what you need and then get somebody at, yeah with that okay yeah i see what you're saying yeah uh, December 8th and 9th, we're doing a Christmas craft vendor event. And that's, we have, uh, gosh, probably 20 different vendors that have, there will be everything there. Wow. I mean, everything. That's good. Homemade ornaments, quilted or- ornaments, candy, uh, homemade walking canes, uh, homemade purses, homemade jellies. Wow. <laughs> uh, anything you can think of will be there. And that's December 8th and 9th, 10 to 2. For, let's see, starting December 5th, from 6 to 8, that's the first Tuesday of every month, uh, Devonna Heisel is starting a community quilting group. I'm real excited about this. The old school kind of quilting I don't know. Oh my lord! That's that's something that I feel like maybe. I mean, I may be completely wrong, but I feel like that's something that may be lost in time. Yes. You know, bring that back for yes. sure. That's I've always awesome. wanted to get uh, young girls involved. Yeah. With learning how to quilt. Yeah. Learning how to sew, cook, stuff like that. Yeah. My wife has got a bunch of really old quilts up on a ladder that I made her. Yeah. You can't find quality stuff you like can't. that no more. No. You really can't. Well, what these ladies are going to ladies are going to do is they're going to come together. Like I said, the first Tuesday of every month, they're going to quilt. They're going to make quilts, and then they're going to give them out to the homeless. Oh my lord! Yes, that's so good. I know. That's so exciting. It is. Gosh. So that's I'm I'm real excited deal. about that. Yeah. You can walk. You can cut. You can uh, swaddle up in one of those things. They'll keep you warm. Oh yeah, definitely. <clears throat> So December 2nd, um, Awesome Lock Anderson is going to be at the Sangout Community Building from 2 to 6. And, of course, she has the free activities. The She's going to do the Polar Express as a yep. theme. Yep, she's been talking about that. Yep, hot chocolate, ornament making. I mean, she is... I love working with her. Yeah, Andrew's all about it. She, she is. She's a go-getter. She her is. Her man both. They yeah. they're doing really good things. Yeah, they are, and I'm glad that I'm glad me and her. I'm glad she's a friend, but yeah, I'm yeah. glad me and her can do things together oh, too. Yeah. She's she's awesome. Yes, she is. Uh, uh, December second at six o'clock. That's on a Saturday after Andrea's event. Sangout Community Building, at the Sangout Community Building, we're going to have a community Christmas tree lighting. That's good. Okay, what that means is we're going to have at least a 20-foot tall tree. Wow. In front of the building. It's going to be, um, have of course, have lights and ornaments on it. But we will be lighting that tree for the community. Yeah. At 6 o'clock that night. That's good. Uh, Sangout Community School is going to let all of their students make us an ornament yeah and then they're going to bring the the children up to put the ornament on the tree it'll take the whole school to cover a 20-foot tree (laughs) (laughs) that's a big tree yeah yeah Yeah. well i tried to get them the biggest ornaments i could yeah yeah just to make up for it and then i think uh, Lori's going to have a class for us too to make us some ornaments oh okay yeah Yeah, that'll be awesome get that get the ornaments get the wood for her but yeah so I'm excited about those kids in the school. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, I appreciate that they're doing that, that mm-hmm. the principals are letting them do that. Yeah. Uh, it means a lot. That's very awesome stuff. Let's see what else we got going on. Um, December 7th, we're going to McKee Manor. Sometimes, we don't do this every year, but we do it uh, often, is we will go to McKee Manor there and take professional pictures of them oh really and have them develop for them well that's we good. invite their children or grandchildren to come in there we take pictures of all of them that's so awesome developed. so that if you have anybody in mckee manor we'll be there december 7th at six o'clock uh, to take pictures we will have santa there and then they'll have the tree and decorations up december 21st is their christmas uh, at Jackson County Detention Center. 
So if you have an inmate that's there that has children 18 or under, then we'll be doing our Christmas there December 21st. Uh, we usually do it the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't have a time right now, but yeah. we usually do it before noon. And then Thanksgiving Day dinner uh, coming up Thanksgiving this year, we will be having our community dinner at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then December 25th, we'll be having our Christmas dinner. And I'm not sure about our community Christmas at San Gap yet. Yeah. We haven't set a date for okay. that. <clears throat> so that's all I have. Um, I'll share Ash, uh, Ashley Gabbard. Yeah, Ashley Gabbard with Faith for Recovery. Mm-hmm. Used to be Sling Some Hope. Yep, yep. And she changed the name to Faith for Recovery. Yeah, I saw where recovery. she changed the name of it. Me and her's done some projects together too. She's yep. awesome too. Yeah, she's done. She's too. she's done some done some good things. She she's is. wanting to get. I think a while back she mentioned wanting to get like a monthly thing going or something like that. Yeah, she's been doing monthly events. Oh, has she? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm behind on that. Yeah, then she has. She wow. did a hayride last month. Really? Mm-hmm. With the kids. She may have told me about that, and I forgot. Yeah. There's so much good things being happening. Brought, brought on by people in the community. Yeah. One gripe that I have with the small town life, and I'm sure it's this way all over, is that not a lot of people know about these things that's happening and going on within yeah. the community. And uh, that's why I think, uh, not to toot my own horn or anything, but this is a this is a good way to get the word mm-hmm. out there. A lot of people does listen to this, so I'm glad that you chose the podcast to do this on. And stuff because I hear all the time, well, we didn't know about it or we didn't hear about it. Well, yeah. now you've heard about it. This right. is very good things going on in the community to help everybody. It seems like everybody can benefit from something that you've mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and not everybody has Facebook, you know, especially yeah. the older ones. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is an awesome way. But Ashley, so Ashley Gabbard with Faith for Recovery, she's having a meeting, her monthly meeting this month will be november 18th that's on a friday i think i might be wrong on that but anyway it's one to five and it's going to be uh at the house of refuge brian gabbard's church is where it's going to be held and there's going to be special speakers wild food probably music Mm -hmm. i'm not sure but so i wanted to mention that too that's awesome that's awesome I can't think of anything else that's going on. I got a question for you. Uh-huh. When are you going to run for president? <laughs> Never. <laughs> I mean, Never. you may find yourself pigeonholed into people making you run one of these no. days. <laughs> no. <laughs> You've done so many good things. Uh, I know everybody is is very appreciative of it. It's uh, it's just great things that, that's, that's, being, that's happened. Well, it takes everybody working together, Danny, you know? It does. And sometimes it just takes support. It just takes somebody saying, mm-hmm. you're doing a good job. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> or I'm well, praying yeah. for you. Or, it does. Uh, my friend, I've got a friend, Wilma Sizemore, and she's a prayer warrior. And I can always know, I can always feel when she's praying for me mm-hmm. because her prayer's going through, and I get this strength that comes out of nowhere. And, yeah. Uh, it, it's, just, it's people, you know, but it takes that. It does. It, it, it really everybody does. Everybody working together, doing, <clears throat> doing our part, doing each part. Mm-hmm. Um, it does to make things happen. You have to include everybody because it's the, in my opinion, that's the only way you'll succeed. It is. You know, I don't think of this as my podcast. I think of it as everybody's podcast because I try to be yeah. as uh, transparent and as honest as I can be. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, so it's you got to have everybody's opinion on anything right. to make it what everybody wants it to be. You do. I really yeah. believe that. Yeah, and I, I believe it's good, Danny, too, to bring everything to the table. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's kind of the that's kind of the what's the word I'm thinking of? The thought that I had bringing it to the table. I've always heard that uh, that little phrase or whatever you want to call it my whole life. Bring it to the table, you know, to talk about it at the table. Yep. That's kind of the reason why I built the table. Yeah. You know. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't bring it out, it's not going to get talked about. No. And and it's not going to get solved if there's a problem there. Yeah. And I invite anybody to come on this podcast and talk about whatever you want to talk about. I ain't going to censor you. Uh, Spotify don't censor. 
much. I've not been censored yet, <laughs> but uh, the, I mean, there's always a possibility. But uh, that's why I chose Spotify because they don't they don't limit you on pretty much anything you want to say. Right, that's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a big proponent of a proponent of free speech. Oh yeah. So uh, whatever anybody wants to come on here and tell, I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, this is all good things. Uh, like uh, like we were saying earlier, folks. This only works when, when everybody participates. So any input that you can give on any of these things, I'm sure Lynetta and Paul will be open to hear it. Definitely. And to take any any advice or criticism even that that yeah. that uh, that you have because all that's for the benefit of whatever you're wanting to do. Yeah. 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 And, I, you know, I'd just like to say before I leave that um, – the recovering addicts out there, man, mm. y'all are doing good. <laughs> really are. It, it's amazing, though. I don't know, just the 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 recovery. Yeah. And the, the strength, the good things that they're doing. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't think they get recognized enough. They don't. Um, <clears throat> they really don't get recognized enough. I've seen in the last, I want to say, probably year, year and a half. A sudden wave of recovery happened in and around the county. It's becoming uh, hip and popular and the in thing to do to, to be in recovery. It is. I like that. It, it tickles me to death because I've seen some of my close friends uh, back in high school Mike, big Mike, yeah. that dude tickles me to death every time I get around him. He, you just, he just, you, I just feed off of him, you right. know, his energy and his love for life now. Yeah. So when you see somebody like that, that was so bad off years ago, just be the only thing that uh, is the same about Mike is that his muscles. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> He's as big as he was, or if, or bigger now than he was back then, uh-huh. but. Uh, he's changed inside and out for the better. Yeah. And uh, like I say, there's a there's been a wave of people in recovery lately, and I'm tickled to death to there see has. it. has, yeah. And it's been such an honor to see, to be in jail ministry and to be yeah. um, in outreach ministry and just to see these people. Mm-hmm. Man, it's so, so good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, but sometimes, like, with Ashley's recovery meetings, I, I step back or I sit back and I look and I think, you know what? Mo- uh, a lot of people would see this crowd and they'd think, there is, you know, these people are so hopeless and worthless yeah. and good for yeah. nothing. And, you know, I know what that one done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, things like yeah, that. That's true. But, but what they don't see is the, the difference that these people are making in the yeah. world. I was going to say that. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. are making a difference. I mean, in our community, in, in the world, mm-hmm. they're making a difference. I was going to say that I'm afraid that I don't want anybody that's incarcerated in jail or in prison or that has a history of drug abuse to think that anybody is thinking down on them because I have found myself sitting at this table with every chair in this table, in this in the studio field or with Mike or with somebody else that has had a history of drug abuse, I have learned so much from them. Oh yeah, definitely. They have inspired me. Yep. A person never having had a problem with drugs gains so much from listening to them. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, so anybody out there that's got anything to say about, well, why is Danny or Lynette fucking with these drug, drug addicted people? Yeah. That's uh, where I want to be. <laughs> because, yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, because you know what? I, You know, and I thought about this, and, and I don't mean to say this in a bad way, but if you're, well, how am I going to say this? Um, okay, so I, I've been in jail ministry for a long time, mm-hmm. a lot of years, been, been judged, <clears throat> been, you know, why do you do that? Why do you waste your time every week? Why do you go talk to them girls? Why, you know, yeah. why this, why that? <clears throat> well, now I'm seeing the results of why. Yeah. Because I want to be where God is moving. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to miss anything that God's doing. Yeah. And if that means that I uh, hang around with these people, mm-hmm. or recovering addicts, if I, that's where I want to be. Oh yeah. I, I don't want to be 
churched, if that's how you want to say it. I know what you mean. I don't want to be religious. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that. I want to be where God's moving. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where I'm going to be. But these people, they're so amazing, just the, the things that – how they're recovering and how they – and I guess I just want to say keep it up. I, I want yeah. to just say you're doing a good job. You're making a difference. And they are going to be – you know. The, these recovering addicts that are recovering in such power mm-hmm. that they are now, they're going to be the ones who make the difference. They absolutely are. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not going to be it's not going to be me. Uh-uh. I, I've been churched my whole life. Yeah, I have my own thoughts on religion. I have, and I can't see things the way they do. Mm-hmm. So that means I'm not going to be the one that makes a difference. Right. But I want to be there when they make the difference. Yeah. You can only uh, being around people that has come through things other than what you have been through is nothing but a total life-changing learning experience and it's a the ultimate motivator I feel like to to see somebody that God has actually touched. Yes. And you know we have. You know that that's that's yeah. amazing stuff right there. Yeah, it's uh, it gets me all all excited in I my know. chair here <laughs> bouncing around and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it's a it's a great thing to see somebody come from just what they was to what they are now. It because is. I have talked to a lot of people in my life, and I I've worked in jails or prisons for nineteen years now. You'll never see a person with more fire under them than somebody that has come from that. You're absolutely to right. now. You are absolutely to recovery. Right. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a fire that burns hot. Yep, it is. It really is. Yep, I'm sure it is. And I want to be there around it. I do too. Yeah, I've always kind of surrounded myself with rougher people mm-hmm. because I've always learned the most from that type of person. Yep. So, uh, and it's those people, you know, I've learned, learned this too, is it's those people who stick with you. Oh, absolutely. It's those people who have your back. Absolutely. If I've told the girls in jail many times, if I have to go somewhere and I need somebody to go with me, yeah. I'm coming to get you. Oh, absolutely. Because I know you have my back. They live by a different code. Yeah. They really do. And I've told Mike to this when he was sitting right across the table from me. I was like, if I ever had anything that I needed to get off my chest, or needed help with or whatever, I know that I could come to Mike and whatever it was that I told him, he'd never tell a soul. Right. Uh, whatever I needed help with, he'd come and help me and never ask for nothing in return. Yeah. Uh, it's just, they're, they're just a, I don't know the best way to put it. They're just, they're just brought up by a different way of thinking, yeah. I guess is the way of, the way of putting it. Yeah. And they've been through. They're dedicated. Yeah. yeah. And they've been through more than we have. Yeah, they have. When God first called me into jail ministry, like, I'm I'm not a drug. I've never been a drug addict. Or, yeah. Honestly, I've never done drugs in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I say this often, especially to the girls in jail, yeah. that I think me and Brian Gabbard are the only two people on earth who's never even smoked pot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we never, you know, <laughs> me and him could say, I, I was the only two people that I've, I yeah. know of that says, I've never drug, done drugs. Well, you can add me to that pot. list. I've well, cool. never have either. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> so have. when God called me into jail ministry, I was like, man, I don't have nothing to offer these girls. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't. But uh, there again, and I always argue with God. That's just what I do. He knows. Mm-hmm. He knows how I am. I argue with him. <laughs> yeah. But um, again, he always wins. Uh-huh. But what I've found through the years is that they have taught me what I know now. Oh, yeah. And now I'm able to freely enjoy their sobriety and their recovery and their, you know, whereas I wouldn't have been able to if I if they, if they I hadn't have known their darkness mm-hmm. or where they came from and yep. or what they dealt with and a lot of stuff. But they're yeah. strong people. Absolutely. Strong Some of people. the strongest people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. It's it's really amazing what they've come from. What a strong person it takes to be on the on the on death's door. Yep. And come back from it. Yep. And be a totally different person. It's amazing. Truly it takes amazing. Takes a lot of strength. Yeah. And God. Yes, and God. Yep. Yeah. Well, this has been great, Lanetta. 
I've really enjoyed this. Thank you for coming on. Is there anything else you want to say before we? No. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming, everybody. Uh, this has been Appalachian Table Tales. Uh, if you need any help with anything, like Lynetta said, if she hasn't got the answer, she will find it. She will put you in the right direction to help you in any way she can. And uh, we thank you for listening. Have thank a good you. one.